0: to the self-love garden. My name is Eloise and I will be your host. Hello, hello, I hope you're all doing very well. Our topic today is cognitive dissonance in relationships. We will first get acquainted with cognitive dissonance and then we will focus on the way it occurs in relationships. So, grab your notebook, grab a cup of tea, and let's get started. So let's start with a definition. Author Kendra Cherry defines cognitive dissonance as the term used to describe the mental discomfort that results from holding two conflict beliefs, values, or attitudes. People tend to seek consistency in their attitudes and perceptions so this conflict causes feelings of unease or discomfort. Now let me explain a bit more. This inconsistency between what you think and what you do will push you to do things to help minimize feelings of discomfort, for instance, by rejecting or avoiding new information that would go against what you believe or sometimes discrediting information. Because when you have a belief, it is easier to stick to it than to question it. Now, you should know that cognitive dissonance happens every day, everywhere. It is not necessarily a bad thing. However, you will see that in relationships it is different. But first, here are some signs that what you feel might be related to cognitive dissonance. If, for instance, you feel uncomfortable doing things or making a decision. If you try and justify or rationalize a decision you've made or an action you have taken. If you feel embarrassed or ashamed about something you've done and try to hide your actions from other people. If you experience guilt or regret about something you've done in the past. Or, and the last one is very relatable, if you do things because of social pressure. Or fear of missing out, also known as FOMO, even if it wasn't something you wanted to do in the first place. Now, those are all signs of cognitive dissonance but why are we experiencing it? Well, conflicts lead to cognitive dissonance, thus a certain number of situations can create it. For instance, forced compliance or what I like to call peer pressure. Researchers Conchino Montecinos, sorry for the pronunciation, Bjorklung and Lindholm discovered that the people who participated in their study sometimes engaged in behaviors opposed to their own beliefs due to external expectations, for instance, at work, at school, or in a social situation. And we've all experienced that kind of cognitive dissonance. For instance, let me find an example. When we were in high school, and everybody was drinking and smoking and we kind of felt pressure to do the same, just to fit in. That's uh, an example. Or, Or at work, when we had to do or say something that was against our personal values to avoid getting fired. Those are two examples. There are other situations where cognitive dissonance happens. For example, when we are acquainted with new information. So that's when you learn something new that goes against what you thought. You can, for instance, say or do something and later find out that it was harmful, which might make you feel guilty. And to avoid feelings of discomfort, you might find ways to justify your behavior or to discredit new information. Another situation in which cognitive dissonance happens is when you make decisions. And we make decisions every day. When we have two similar choices or more, we often experience feelings of dissonance if both choices are as appealing. But you might have noticed that once you actually make a choice, to sort of reassure yourself, you might justify yourself and explain why it was the best choice to make, and sometimes even discredit the other choice that was available, so that you can believe you made the right decision. That's one way your brain tries to avoid cognitive dissonance. So I think that now you can understand what cognitive dissonance is. Obviously, the worst case of cognitive dissonance you can experience is when you act in dissonance with something that is central to your sense of self, to your core values. If you act in a way that is not aligned with your personal values, you will experience strong feelings of discomfort. Your behavior contradicts not just the beliefs you have about the world, but also those you have about yourself. And I mentioned it before, but you know that your relationship with yourself is tremendously important. It's the most important relationship you will have your whole life. That's why acting in dissonance with your values can be so damaging for your gut feeling and your self-love. If you let people and situations influence the way you act, instead of referring to your core values to what you would do in that situation you won't feel safe with yourself which can lead to anxiety embarrassment regret sadness shame and stress as well as you guessed it low self-esteem and self-worth i will give you one more example that we've all seen around us especially during covid How people act to avoid discomfort They may engage in behaviors or adopt attitudes to help relieve the discomfort caused by the conflict. For instance, people who are deep in conspiracy theories are experiences cognitive dissonance whenever they are faced with information going against their beliefs. Thus, to avoid feelings of discomfort, they only seek out information that confirms their existing beliefs. So they are probably in groups of people that are into the same conspiracy theory as them. They are only consuming content related to what they believe and they never get external criticism and they never listen to it. This is known as the confirmation bias, which basically affects the ability to think critically about a situation. So this is one extreme case of cognitive dissonance, but I think it's a very good example to understand how it works. Now, what about cognitive dissonance in relationships? So let's dive into our topic. Let's take an example which you might have experienced. You met someone and fell in love with them. And at some point you started to think that you knew them pretty well then one day they act in a way that seems completely out of character they show you a new side to their personality which you don't like at all in fact you would not even be friends with someone acting like this and let's say that person hurts you physically so now you're faced with cognitive dissonance because your attitude a is that you love them and your attitude B is that you don't love their behavior. You are now feeling uncomfortable and need to change one of these attitudes to feel okay again. You're either going to stick to your values and leave them which is the option that preserves your self-love and makes you feel the safest. Unfortunately that is rarely the option people choose because It probably takes so much more work than staying and the other option is you might try to rationalize yourself and find reasons to stay yes but they love me yes but we have a flat together moving out would be complicated yes but they met my parents yes but what about all that we've built together I'd have to start from scratch with someone new yes I know (laughs) Relatable. That was me too. Or, I mean, you might even tell yourself yes, but they were drunk, they got carried away, they are not like this. Usually I can forgive them. Anyways, you get it. The sad truth is people rarely choose themselves. So, the example I just gave you is when you encounter a red flag, which basically means that the person um, never acted that way before and you thought that they could not, but all of a sudden they do. And so it's not the whole relationship at that point. It's just that you thought they were someone else. But cognitive dissonance can be about the whole thing as well. So let me explain. Let's think about the bigger picture. I want you to find three adjectives. To describe what you desire out of a partner and a relationship. I'll give you an example. Maybe you want your partner to be respectful, emotionally mature and have a positive approach to life. Maybe you want the relationship to feel safe, allow you to be yourself and thrive and to be exciting not to fall into a boring routine. Now I want you to press pause And find those three adjectives to describe what you desire out of a partner in a relationship now these are your desires I will not call them standards because I dislike this term because I think that relationships are not jobs they are not an economic proposition so I don't like the word standard I prefer the word desire, I think think it resonates more with what a relationship is. If I ask you what you desire, it probably is much more clearer than if I ask you what are your standards. So let's stick to the word desire. Now is your behavior aligned with your desires if you are in a relationship? Does the person corresponds to what you truly want out of a partner? Is the relationship what you imagine it to be? If not, you're experiencing cognitive dissonance. It's not a question. You are. This feeling of discomfort that you might encounter daily with this person is due to this dissonance. And I can hear you from over there, starting to rationalize this feeling of discomfort, to justify yourself. Stop right there. Remember that the longer you ignore this ignorant voice telling you you are not aligned with your desires, the worst it will be to be happy and actually be able to listen to it again. Because the truth is, if you stay with them, there is no denying that you will experience cognitive dissonance every day, forever for as long as this relationship is going to last. It is not going to go away because what you desire in your soul cannot be changed. So you might think that you can change, that you can get used to the situation, that you can actually make do with what, with what they give you, but that's not possible. Your soul is always going to look for what it wants And this relationship is never going to give you what you want. So this state of discomfort will become your natural state. And nobody wants that. No one, I'm telling you, no one, is worth losing your sense of self and readjusting your core values and your deepest desires for. And I just told you it's not possible. So let's try and let go of the idea that we can fit into... Somebody else's mold, okay? There is a match for you out there that you will feel will be aligned with your desires. You are already the perfect match for someone. In fact, I'm convinced convinced there is more than just one person. That could be what you're looking for. So let's let go of this person that is just not your missing piece. This person is just not it. I'm sorry, I know it's hard to hear. But if you are experiencing cognitive dissonance between what you desire out of someone, out of relationship, and what you are getting, you have to get out of here. I've got friends who are stuck in relationships that are not fulfilling, and I myself have been experiencing this for most of my dating life. So I'm telling you, with kindness, you just need to get out of here, okay? And look, I know it's hard. I know it takes a lot of courage to walk out of a relationship that is not serving you anymore but life is short as well and there are so many people on earth that could be better for you and in the meantime you are not meeting them so I mean just choose yourself okay if this is not what you desire get out of this relationship and find someone Who gives you exactly what you desire it is possible okay okay let me add something I just thought of you know that song um, by Billie Eilish when she says "Um, I don't relate to you because I'd never treat me this shitty I mean if the person is treating you in a way you wouldn't treat yourself that's a huge sign you should walk away The way you desire to be treated has to be respected and has to be met. There is someone on earth, I promise you, that will treat you exactly the way you want to be treated. So let's listen to Billy and just walk out of this relationship that isn't serving you, okay? Now I'm going to tell you about my experience of cognitive dissonance because I think it is going to echo in many of you. So I used to look for someone and then when we would get along and I'd get this gut feeling that they could really really be good for me. Well, things would go south from there. Let me explain why. First, and this does not have much to do with cognitive dissonance, I used to correspond to the anxious attachment style. And I will do a podcast about this, but for now, let me explain quickly. I was always acting in scarcity mode. The one person I would meet had to be the one because I had trouble believing that there were other people out there who would love me and want to be with me. So basically I was sabotaging every relationship because I was focused on making them the one. And most of the time I did not even like them. Yes, I know, wild. I was just focusing on them liking me because they had to be the one. Anyways, back to the point. As long as I can remember, I've always wanted something serious to build something with someone. I was never interested in dating someone for just a few weeks. But with the people I dated, I did not stay true to this desire. Some of them had told me right from the start that it was not serious and that they had no intention of being in a relationship. And at the time I said, okay, that's fine by me, me neither. But I didn't believe myself. Cause the truth is I thought they would change their mind. Once they get to know me. And that doesn't even come from a place of ego. It's just that. I mean I I really needed them to love me. So I thought they could. And I thought. I can tell that we have something. But I was the only one feeling it. And let me tell you something. It never worked. Believe people when they tell you. That they don't want something serious. When they say what they want and don't want. Because. These are the desires. So, my desires were not aligned with my actions and I ended up finding dating life uncomfortable and truly not fun. And dating is supposed to be fun. How many times have I conceded? I know you probably have to. And sadly, a lot of us have. And I feel like when we are in this position, we are kind of discounting ourselves. Because we are putting ourselves out, out there and selling only parts of ourselves knowing that the main part of ourselves will not be satisfied because it, because its desires are not met. And this is so damaging for your self-love because you're basically putting yourself in harm's way and deep down you know it. You know that that man told you he would not fall in love with you because that's not what he's looking for. And you thought, well, maybe he'll change his mind. But he didn't. Am I wrong? I mean, some of them told me they didn't want something serious, serious and I still went along with it. And I ended up in situationships where I felt undervalued and used. But I was the one who let myself down in the first place. They stayed true to their desires, and I did not. You need to stand up for yourself, for your desires. Love is one of the most beautiful things you can feel in life, but a relationship can also ruin you, deep down, if you don't listen to your desires and gut feeling. There is no shame wanting something serious. It doesn't make you less interesting or less appealing, and if it does, it only does for people who don't desire the same thing as you. That's the truth. Let that sinking. Let's make a vow together so that we stop accepting less than what we truly desire and deserve, for that matter. If you want something serious, stop dating people who don't. They will tell you right away. Or you can ask, you just have to trust them. No, they won't fall in love in the process. Because that's not what they want. I'm telling you, it just doesn't happen. I know sometimes in movies or in books or whatever, it happens. But that's fictional in real life. When people tell you their desires and that desire is not to be with someone, well, it won't change because that's not what they want deep down. And it's not your job. Do you really want to be someone who makes other people change their mind about yourself? Don't you want someone who values you from the first time they lend eyes on you? Who right away tells themselves, well, this girl, this man, this person is the right one for me? Do you really want someone who at first doesn't see beyond, I mean, sex or just something platonic? And all of a sudden, suddenly, they consider you. I mean, that's not very flattering. And to be honest, as I told my friends before, we all deserve someone who's absolutely fan of us, okay? You deserve someone who is absolutely crazy about you. Because I know you can be absolutely crazy about someone. Well, you deserve the same thing. Alignment with yourself is so important, because then, only then, only when you start being aligned with your desire, will you meet someone who is as well. Obviously, if you've been in situationships your whole life, if you start and stand your ground and tell people, I'm not interested in something temporary, well, those people are just gonna walk away. And that's fine, why would you want them to stay? That's not what you want. And they're not gonna change. So, once you start telling people what you want, you will attract people who want the same thing, and they will stay. There are so many people out there. An abundance of people who can offer you something perfectly aligned with your desires. It's not complicated, trust me. Deep down, we'll all want the same things, okay? And I bet if you are in a relationship that is not fulfilling or if you are in a situation ship and hoping it will become more, even though they told you that they did not want that, right now you're experiencing cognitive dissonance listening to this episode. Because you are faced with information that is proving to you that it won't work. Because you convinced yourself to stay. So... Do yourself a favor and get rid of feelings of discomfort by aligning your desires with your actions. You can do it. I believe in you. I am not telling you to just break up right away. But question yourself. And start to slowly step away from a relationship that is not serving you. I am doing it. I mean... I promise you, I've never felt closer to myself and safer with myself than ever since I decided to stay true with my desires. I know what I want, and if someone is trying to give to me any less than that, any less than a serious relationship and common commitment to building something, well, I am going to say no. I am going to say thank you, but I'm not interested. So, Please do the same. Walk away from things that don't align with your desires. Thank you for listening to the Self Love Garden. I hope this episode was useful, even if I know it was triggering and uncomfortable. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving me a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you're hearing me from. Then, stay tuned for next week's episode. You can follow the South Love Garden on Instagram because we have one now to keep track of the episodes and join our little gardeners community. The link is in the description of the episode. And I will leave you with a quote. The offer is anonymous. When you show up authentically, you create space for opportunities and relationships that are in alignment. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye.